Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 82nd edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. So we're back now doing face-to-face interviews and I've got an absolute legend in front of me, 496 appearances for the Wolves over 16 years, 15 goals, Jeff Palmer. Zico, how are you? Morning, Jase. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, yes. Fine. Well... You're looking, you're looking very well, and we, we've just been chatting before the interview. Four hundred ninety-six appearances. You are eighth, uh, we believe. Uh, we didn't check it, but you think you're eighth uh, in the all-time appearance uh, list. I mean, that must be a massive, massive honour to, to to have that as a local lad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jace. To be fair, um, you know, when I was growing up as a lad, you know, I, I think it's commonly known that I was born in Cannock and. Wolves was my team. My dad was a Wolves fan, so I mean, it, it was obvious that I was going to follow the Wolves. And just to play a hundred games for the, the team was, you know, I mean, I was um, I was really excited about being picked for the Wolves, and it was um, it just went on and on and on. You know, I mean, I enjoyed the the club. I enjoyed playing with all the lads down there, not only as players but as friends. Um, so I mean, it was it was just one of them things. Four hundred ninety six games. I was proud to have done it, oh. and. Um, you know, it's um, a lot of people that uh, keep saying to me, you know, well, uh, it's a lot more than most people will do. Because, I mean, I mean, I spent, say, 16 years there. But um, I enjoyed my time. You know, it's, uh, it was a fantastic club. I'll be honest, Jeff, I would have given an organ to play one game for Wolves. So to play 496. I mean, is she born in Cannock? Um, how were you actually spotted for the Wolves, Jeff? Right. Um, basically, it was... Um, I went to my secondary school was Blake Secondary Modern School, which is sort of Hensford or West Chadsmore, basically. And, and we entered a six-a-side tournament at the Wolves, which was at the Social Club. And I think, I mean, for the uh, older sort of supporters, they will know that there was a gym above the, the Social I remember Club. it, yeah. Yeah. So we entered a six-a-side competition there. And the first game we played, um, the scout there, Joe Gardner, had a word with my uh, with the teacher that was in charge of, and he asked if he could speak to my parents about coming and, and doing a bit of training on a Wednesday night. So I mean, I was I'd be about thirteen years of age then, and and basically it started from there. I went training on a Wednesday night. Um, Jack Dowin, um, God rest his soul. I mean, he took us training. You know, he learned just a little bit about what football was all about. You know, yeah. the training, and then. Um, as I got a bit older, I started to go on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And uh, it just progressed from there, basically. Um, I then met up with sort of, we, we were playing in, I think when I was about 15, 16, something like that. Wolves had done well in the youth cup. They got to the semi-final and I was involved in that. Not playing, but I, w- I was sort of going with the team. And uh, so it was something that um, from then, you know, um, I was sort of like fifth form at school and coming up to leaving and um, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of um, I wasn't a tall lad at that time so yeah. basically uh, the Wolves wouldn't sign me but after about six months um, coming up to my 17th birthday you know I played a couple of games in the uh, West Mid League and the, the Middle and Intermediate League and um Bill McGarry said that they were going to give me a 12-month contract as an apprentice. Yeah. So it all started from there, that basically. That was 70, 71, was it, I believe? Something like that, yeah, about 1970, yeah. Now, October the 13th, 1973, Blues away, lost 2-1, Johnny Richards scored, that was yeah. your debut. Once again, local lad, that's that's where all your dreams have come yeah, through, isn't it, there? Yeah, it was, yeah. And I remember, I think... Gary Sprague was in goal for Birmingham at that time. Bob Latsford played. So, I mean, it was... Uh, it's everybody's dream to play, you know, in the first... In Mackie debut for a first division club. And uh, so when I got selected, I think Jerry Taylor may have been injured. I'm not sure. But I played. 
I'd play in a couple of games, but then Bill McGarry sort of took me out of the team because I think Jerry was back fit or Bernard Shaw, one of the two. Um, and it, you know, it gave me a bit of a, a taste of what first team football was all about. Yeah. And it, it was one of the things that you thought, hey, this is what I've been training for, yeah. being coached for for the last four or five years. This is what, to be fair, it's what I wanted, you know. And um, it was, um, and obviously, I then got the chance after. And from then on, I mean, I was a regular in the team. And as you know, it was the year um, 74, we won the League Cup. Well, so that season, 73-74, you made your debut in the October. You played in every game uh, of the League Cup run, which culminated in the final at Wembley, 1974. Listen, we was the underdogs. I don't think anyone had, had really give us much hope. Man City had a star-studded team. Dennis Law, Rodney Marsh, etc. Um, and yet... We went out there and and, and won two one. Fabulous, yeah. fabulous result, and I think that was against the odds, if you don't mind me saying, Jeff. But you played in every game. And how old was you at that game? You'd have been. I was nineteen at the time. I mean, like, I, I, to be fair, it was a bit of a. I'd got into the first team, and um, I think after about I can't remember, it might be ten, twelve games, I then got picked for the England under twenty three. You know, yes. with, with John Richards. Yeah, he played Wales. Because you got um, two caps, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I got selected to play... Um, that was under uh, Sir Alf Ramsey. Yeah. And then the next time I got picked was under Don Revy. Yes, yeah. And um, so then we played Portugal away. I got selected again to play against Scotland, but I got injured. Um, and that was it after that. I, I didn't get selected again. Because um, I, I remember I, I took... Um, uh, a lad who played for the Villa, John Gidman. Yeah. He was the fullback at the time, but I think he'd had some sort of firework accident, which I then got in and played a couple of games, you know. And then culminating with playing for the England under-23s and then going to sort of Wembley. In your first season as a 19-year-old. You think to yourself, bloody hell, you know, I, I, love, I love this, you know, it's great, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean... Bill McGarry, he was one who kept your feet firmly yeah. on the ground. You know, he wouldn't let you get above I mean, the station. That day, I think there was probably 900,000 people in the stadium. You're 19, you must be thinking, flipping out a lad well, from Canic. I think we, you know, it's commonly known. I mean, we were in in the tunnel up uh, at Wembley, and I mean, I was looking across, and I'm looking at Rodney Marsh and Dennis, and they're just joking as, as if it's like, <laughs> it's, you know, they were laughing with each other, and Francis Lee, and. You know, Mike Dole, and they were just laughing with each other as if it was just another Saturday afternoon. You're you know, bricking it. <laughs> bricking it, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, mean, I was. I mean, the, the nerves, were, it was sort of getting to you. But you just, once, because you stood in in there for about two or three minutes and you can hear the crowd and you just want to get out there. But yeah. as soon as you walk out there, I mean, it's, it's just a fantastic experience. I mean, I'm just glad that I experienced walking out, you know, up the tunnel at Wembley. I bet it's just a wall of noise you it, can it see all gold and black. It was fantastic. I mean, I must. Every player that I've spoke to ever since then, you know, they, they think to themselves, you, you, you just cannot experience that yeah. again, you know. I, I, I mean, Kenny Ebit, he said the same. He said he was in the tunnel. He said Rodney Marsh, he's putting it on the back of his head, he's flicking oh, it yeah. up, back heeling it. Dennis Law's doing the same, and we're like going, Kenny Ebit, I think he said he could only do about four kick ups. He said, I was thinking, geez. And then, and obviously, to win that game, I mean, as soon as that full-time whistle goes, Jeff, and you, it must be such a, you know... I think, um, I mean, I've got it on on, uh, on video, like, you know, and I'm, I'm watching the game, and I watched the first half, and Mike Bailing, Frank Monroe, and John McCall, and Squeak, they were just absolutely fantastic. Mike yeah. Bailey was just running the show. He was spraying the ball about, you know. Yeah. And we thought, and we, obviously we got a goal up, and we, which was just four half time, which is probably what we wanted, just to settle us down a bit. But then second half, I think we got, it, it, especially with myself. I mean, after about fifty minutes, you know, I mean, I, I, I was just drained. I bet. My socks were down, you know, I could not. <laughs> yeah. Run, do you know what I mean? It was just, and that I think was the whole occasion. It was getting yes, to me. It got course. to me. Yeah, yeah. And I always remember. Playing in the second one, which was, you know, you know, I only played once, but I was lucky to get another chance. I thought to myself, I'm going to enjoy more the yes. second game. Yes. You know, and I've, 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 well, I've got that on video, and I really did enjoy the second game more than I did the first game. Even though we won, I mean, it was great. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, after the match, I mean, you know, I, I think some of the lads, I think they went out 
bloody with Man, some of the Man City lads at the casino. I, I, I was in bed. I, I just could not walk. <laughs> you know, I was that drunk. You thought nineteen year old. You thought you'd have been thought out I'd there have been out down in London. You know, because what, what was interesting was after the eighty one. We're going to come to the eighty one shortly, but after the nineteen eighty one. I don't think, once again, they was expected to win it. And Maleve said, they could, we're, we're here at the Mount Hotel now recording this, by the way, to the listeners. And I think they'd put a do on back here, but or they met back here, but I don't think there was anything organised because, once again, they wasn't really expecting to win it. I mean, Nottingham Forest no. were the European Cup holders and, yeah. you know, League Cup holders. It's right. I mean, we came back after after the match. We got straight back on the coach. And yeah. Straight back up. I always remember... Uh, so I was big match with uh, Paul Bradshaw. We used yes. to do together all the time, um, and we got back to <laughs> we got back to uh, the ground, and they all said, "Right, the wives are at the hotel, so we're going back to the hotel, the Mount Hotel." And uh, me and Brady says, "Let's go stop off for a pint." And we stopped off into the Dog and Gun. Yeah, yeah, down yeah, the road. yeah. And I ain't kidding you. We walked in there, and it was it was absolutely ram full of Wolves fans. And we could have stayed there for the for the next two weeks without buying a drink. Winner. But we got out after about an hour, and um, we came up here. And I always remember. I think me and Willie Carr were probably the last, the last to go to bed, and that was around about six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was some have you, have you still got your tankards as well, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, I've still got my tankards. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, um, after the the seventy four League Cup final. Um, Sadly, a couple of years later, we got relegated, 75-76. So, really, that's your first taste of disappointment, Jeff. Like I said, your first season, you win a League Cup. A couple of years later, you get relegated. Is that a bit of a bitter pill to swallow as a young man and, you know, when, you, when you've been playing in the top flight? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think a football career ever runs smoothly. Because no. I always remember, I think it was after we'd won the League Cup, the season after, I'm sure um, Wolves bought Bob McNabb. Yep, from, from Arsenal. Arsenal. Yep, yep, yep. And he played squeak back to right back. I was got I got dropped. Um, and he put Bob McNabb in at left back and squeak at right back. And, you know, you think to yourself, you know, what do I do? Like, you know, do I knuckle down and, yep. get, you know, show him I'm going to get back in the first team? Or do you throw your, your teddy at the yeah. and ask him for a transfer and all this? Yeah. And I thought, no. I spoke to a couple of the, the coaches at Wolves, um, Norman Bowdell and Gordon Edelston, and they said, look, if you want to get back in the team, you're just going to have to prove yourself now and yeah. prove it to the gaffer. And I thought, well, I'll knuckle down and did it. Unfortunate for me, Bob McDowell got an injury. He was travelling up from London, by the way. You know? yeah. So he'd only spend a couple of days there at training at Wolves. And I remember him getting injured, and he never got over this hamstring injury. Which meant Squeak went back to left back and I came into the first team again. So, you know, there are some, you know, on the way of your career, you think, well, that happened and yeah. it allowed me to get back in the team. Do you know what I mean? Almost like a fork in the road. Yeah. 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 And so that relegation, but to be fair to Wolves, they bounced straight back the following season, 76 77. Um, promotion. So, I mean, I've looked through your career, Jeff, and we're going to talk about it. But it was a bit of a roller coaster, wasn't it? So you got the rele- you won the league cup, got the relegation, got the promotion. Um, and once again, when you're back in the first division, that must have been once again a, a yeah, great yeah. achievement. And and like, well, Sammy Chung was then became manager. Yeah. And like, and I always remember his first signing. I think was Peter Daniel. Yeah, and Peter, Peter Daniels Daniel. right back, and I'm thinking, oh, oh here we oh, go, here we go again, <laughs> like you know, proving it out the team. But I think Barney could play in midfield as well. You know, yeah. we all know about his engine and how you know he could run and, and yeah. you know. So I mean, it, it was I was lucky that he could play that position. But I mean, in saying that, like we won the, the we got promoted that years, and I yeah. think there was still a nucleus of the team that had gone down basically. Yes, I mean, Frank was still there. I think John McCall was still there. You know, Dales was there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Dales was there. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I mean, you know, Alan Sunderland was there. I, I, I still think Alan was there. I mean, he he left later on, but I still think he was in yeah. Barry Powell. You know, the young lads, and then he brought Braddy, Paul Bradshaw. Um, so. Um, we had, we had a good side, yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't luck that we didn't get promoted. Um, you know, I remember it was Chelsea. I think got promoted with us. Um, I remember playing down there, and we drew three each. And I think the last game of the season, we drew one each, which 
we went up as champions. So I mean, it was, you know, it was, um, it was as you say, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, and then I think we had two or three seasons in the first division again, and then um, Sammy got the sack, and then John Barmel came in, and then like Stevie Daly moved, and Andy Gray came. <laughs> And then we get to the League Cup, you know, final against Forest, which, um, so it, it was never, uh, there was never a dull moment at <laughs> Well, I don't want to upset you now, because I've got a bit of a statistic, you probably don't know it, but I think you played, I'm pretty sure I worked it out, you played under 11 managers at Molyneux. Right. Bill McGarry, Sammy Chung, John Barmer, Ian Ross, Ian Greaves, Graham Hawkins, Jim Barron, Tommy Doherty, Sammy Chapman, Bill McGarry for the second time, and Brian Little. So to be fair to you, you've seen 11 managers off, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good or a bad thing. Well, 16 years, 11 managers. But I, I suppose at the time, listen, there was a couple of them caretaker managers for a few games. Yeah, and yeah. So I suppose at the time it didn't feel that way. But you did play under quite a few gaffers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, not all of them that you get on with, you know what I mean? I mean, yes. they've all got different ideas. And basically, it, it, sometimes you're thinking well I, I, I've there got to change my game because this is how he wants us to play do you know what I mean yeah which I think sometimes it, it's it's a good thing because because it gives you another string to your bow basically yeah you know um I mean when we played under John Barnwell and, and um and Richie Barker there was a way they wanted us to play because they thought the players that we'd got was the best way to play you know yes I mean and if you've got Andy Gray up front you don't really want to be playing 15 passes at the back while he's running his balls. I'm no. trying to. You just you want know, to get the balls into the box. So basically, what he said was if we can get to the ball, get the ball up to the field earlier as possible, we yeah. can. If it's not, if it's on to play, play. He didn't stop us playing football. A lot of people said, oh, it's Route 1 football. But sometimes it paid off for us. Yes. And I think when we played uh, Forest in the final, we played to a system where it just worked like clockwork. Yes. You know, he had Barney coming back to Mark Robertson, allowing me to cover Bertles and Francis in the middle. And we played the ball up to Andy as much as we could, do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, when we knew he got Burns and that need him. So, I mean, but Andy was a fighter. He was a battler. We knew that he would be, he'd give him some stick. And it worked, you know, it really did work. Yeah. Because half-time, I mean, he, the gaffer came and he says, look, it's working. Stick to your game plan. Yes. Don't change it or nothing like that. Perhaps we could play a little bit more, you know, and then, well, rest history and oh. the way we, we, we won that. And I mean, obviously, the last 10 minutes was, it was like the Alamo, weren't it? Well, listen, I've seen box. the video. And <laughs> well, I mean, we did the dinner down here and watched, watched it again. And listen, the, the Nottingham Forest team, they were star studded, weren't they? And they've won the European Cup, they won the League Cup. Brian Clough was the manager. And it, once again, it was like the first game. I don't think anyone had really given us a chance. No, no. But, no. you know, and I think when Andy Gray scored, you know, people couldn't even, after the team, <laughs> you know, they, were, they couldn't even be asked to chase him, I don't think. But but you was, you know, I mean, it'd be interesting to see your stats that day. How far you run, Jeff? Because I bet you was up and down, up and yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, you? I enjoyed the second game more. I always remember talking to Willie Carr and he said, because he only played there once yeah. in the final, and he said, He's going to try and enjoy every minute. Yes. And that's and I thought to myself, well, you're lucky because you're being, you, you know, you're going to play a second time. Enjoy it more. And I think I did. You know, I, I think most of the players um, performed above themselves on that day. You yes. Know? I mean, you got used at the back with George. You know, Derek Parkin. You know, and myself and like. And I think we all, you know, uh, performed at a higher level than what we usually could do, yeah. basically. And you had to because we knew that Forrest, anything below that, you get, you know, oh. you're going to get your asses felt. Yeah. And with with that, uh, I believe there was five of you which played in both finals. Yeah, I think there was myself, yeah. Eric Parkin. Yeah. Kenny Ibbitt. Yes. John Richards. Yes. And there's another one somewhere. Actually, I was trying to think of them. I usually write them down. Um, who was it? Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Who was the other one? The listeners are now screaming. Let me, I'll tell you who it was. Two seconds when I've Googled it. Um, Did you say five or four? Was there, I'm sure there was five. Yeah. Let me, like I said, I usually uh, write it down. So, four, I think. Derek Parkin, Jeff Palmer, 
uh, Kenny Ebit, John, John Richards. Sorry, there was four. There was four. I mean, so once again, I think that that makes it. I was looking for the fifth player. There wasn't one. That's why we couldn't find him. I mean, for you, Jeff. I suppose you know. Once again, that that that. It's amazing that that the team had still kept four players. You know, yeah. over that yeah. six-year period, and you got to to play again and enjoy it again. I um, think it was. I think that was one of the really. You know, the because you got experience on your side that yeah, time, hadn't you? We, the, it was it was great to say that you were a Wolves player because in, you know you were just proud to be part of the football clubs. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, Derek Parker was probably one of the best fullbacks all the You know, going in, in at that time. Yes. You know, but he stayed at Wolves. Whether nobody wanted him, I don't know. Yeah. John Richards. You know, I mean, look at the goals he used to oh. be. Why did he stay at Wolves? Nobody wanted me, or nobody wanted John Richards. I mean, what a what a what a side we had. Um, and and you look at obviously the eighty League Cup final. They brought Emily Hughes, and the only thing he hadn't won was the League Cup, and he won that at Wolves. And then you like you said, Kenny Hibbert. I mean, these were loyal players as well. And I think if you look at the nucleus of that team that played in the seventy four and eighty League Cup final, there were some loyal players. Yeah, yeah. Surely for Kenny Hibbert, he'd have got chances to go. And but you know. On the flip side, with with do you think Kenny should have played for England? Oh, definitely. I've been blessed. I mean, I he played in front of me for fifteen years, like yeah. you know. So I mean, I know what he was like. But it was just unfortunate that Kenny was there was midfield at about <laughs> the same time as he. Was, Unbelievable you know I mean? midfield, which England had. You know, so I mean, but uh, yeah, oh. Without doubt, I mean, he, he was consistent. If he was, you know what I mean. He, he, his engine was. You couldn't fault him. He was up and down all yeah. the time, and we all know how he could strike a ball, how he could score goals, and he was just <sighs> that sort of bloke. He, he he wasn't he wasn't the type of player to go and to argue with managers. Yeah, you know, just got on with it. He got on with, because yeah. they knew that he was he was you know he was yeah. right basically because of his experience. Same yes. with Willie Carr. You listen to the you know the London players. You listen to people like Willie Carr. Kenny a bit, yes. John Richards, you know what I mean? Because they've all, and, and Emlyn, especially Emlyn, I mean, he always said to us when he came, he says, leave the referees to me. He says, yeah. they won't book me. He says, I'll play for bloody England, I've been captain and all that. Yeah, let I'll me, deal with them. Yeah. Let me, and you just get on with the game. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, people say the only thing he never won in his life, I mean, he was that lucky, and he comes down to Molyneux and, we and wins the League <laughs> Cup. I mean, how. how you know, good is that. Well, once again, Jeff, uh, you played every game in the in the the, the league cup that in every round uh, as you did in '74. But this time, you also scored twice, didn't you? On the start with Burnley. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, I, I think I've got a picture of me at home somewhere scoring the first goal. I think we drew one each in the in the first leg, and I think it was we. I think we won two 0 in the second leg, and I remember scoring down at Molyneux. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I scored about five goals against Burnley. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and then you joined them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the, back on this Wolves roller coaster, Jeff. Uh, FA Cup semi final, eighty eighty one. Um, we played Spurs at Hillsborough. Yeah. Drew to all. Um, I've spoke to Kenny, but Kenny on the podcast. You know, he didn't dive, although he he was accused of it. And Willie Carr, cool as a cucumber, took it to a replay and scored the penalty. Once again, FA Cup semi final. You've tasted victory at Wembley twice. You must be thinking, oh my God, you know, get to an FA Cup final, another one. Right. I mean, as a kid, we all, we all used to just, Saturday Cup final day was, you sit down at 11 o'clock and it yeah. shows everything, you know, the players in the hotel, having their breakfast, getting on the coach, go, driving up to Wembley Way. And you think, you know, you want it, you know, another league, you, you've done it in the League Cup, but to play in an FA Cup as well. And... We played Tottenham, and um, the game was pretty even, to be fair. You know, I mean, we drew two each at Hillsborough. But the replay, it, it, the build-up was just so, it just went so wrong. It was, you know, it was a joke, basically. I mean, we got stuck in traffic, and I think we got to the ground with 20 minutes before the kickoff. So it was, everything was off. Oh, was that, on, you, the, was that on the neutral ground hybrid, was hybrid, it? Hybrid, yeah. Yeah, neutral, you know, yeah. We're at the ground and everybody, there was no no team talking, no build up, you know, it was just rush. Get out. Get your kit on, you know, remember what we just said and all that. Oh. And, 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 and you're going out to play a, a replay, and I, I think it showed in the end, you know, we were just, um, it, it, we just weren't prepared. It was just, you it know, 3 0 and that's. 3 0, yeah. 
and that's the year I think they beat was it Man City in the final? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you, you think to yourself, bloody hell, we could have been in that, that final. Yeah. And then the one against Arsenal, well, we'd, I, I don't think we, we turned up, we didn't turn up that day at Villa Park. You know, yes. I think we lost 2 0. I think Stapleton and I think Alan Sunderland might have scored. Flip it in heck, I'm not having him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked him actually, He's, he should be coming on soon. But, you know, you. you to, to win it twice and then to win the League Cup twice, sorry, at Wembley, and then to get to semi finals, it's a real bitter pill to swallow, isn't it? It is, yeah, because I mean, I don't know what it would have been like if we'd have lost at Wembley. I mean, well, that's the other thing, you know, isn't it? You, you don't really, you, you don't like to. You've lose never at lost Wembley. at Wembley, have you, Jeff? No. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> know the feeling, mate. No. <laughs> no. But like, I have, I mean, obviously the semi finals, and, and it, 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 it's not a nice, uh, nice thing to lose in a semi final. No. Um, but, um, Hey, it was just compensated that we won two League Cup finals. Well, the roller coaster continued. So we've had League Cup wins, we've had relegations, we've had promotions. In '84, um, obviously Wolves, Wolves had, had your 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 sorry last game uh, was in Division Two under Tommy Doherty. Right. Because uh, so it was you was at the club seventy one to eighty four. Then you joined Burnley in November eighty four for the priceless sum of five thousand yeah, English pounds. Something like that, yeah. Um, although you'd scored all them goals against Burnley in your career, you went to join them. I mean, I'll come to rejoining Wolves, but was it a sad time to leave Wolves? You've been at the club at that point fifteen years. Um, you know, you, you you've you've achieved so much with them. Was it was it really tough to, to leave Wolves at, oh, yeah. at that I, point? I, I didn't want to leave. You know, it was. Um, I think from day one, when uh, I think Tommy Dockett you made him know that, that I wasn't going to be at the club. You know, yeah. uh, I tried to sort of stay at the Wolves and all that, and he just came up to me one day and said, um, um, "Burnley want you to go on loan. Uh, if I was you, I'd just get in your car and uh, go and sort of sort it out with them." Fifteen years service. I says, what, you mean go now? He says, yeah, he says, they're, they're waiting for you. I think this was on a Friday. And, um, you know, I got home and I thought, where's Burnley? <laughs> <laughs> it was the old A to Z back then, wasn't it? You couldn't even Google it. So I remember going up to Burnley and the one thing I did, John, um, I can't remember, John Benson, his name was, who the manager was at the time. And, and uh, Tommy, uh, um, the lad who played for Man City and Coventry, Tommy Hutchinson, no. Tommy Hutchinson yes, was there, yeah. you know. Um, and there was a few of the uh, ex-Norwich lads there. And so, I mean, they got a Kevin Hurd, he used to play for Burnley, he was there as well. So, I mean, there was a few of the lads there who I knew. And um, I remember going up and um, they said, right, well, you, we'll have you on in a month's loan. And after a week, I'd been travelling up. So I'd been travelling up on uh, a Monday and a Tuesday. We had a Wednesday off, so I'd be going back up. And so... And the drive, it was, it was around about 250 mile there and back. And I mean, I was leaving home about quarter to seven to get up there. Um, and I just said at the end, after about two weeks, I said, um, you know, what's going to happen here? What am I going to sign or what? It's because I'm fed up with the, uh, yeah. the traveling. I said, it doesn't look as if I'm going to uh, get anything down at work. He says, oh no, we want you to sign. You know, we want, you know, we just thought you'd come up for a month, see how the club is and all that. And I wish I'd have just said to him, okay, I'll play for another couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see how I get on. But, it, it, you know, just something just said to me, you ain't wanted down at Wolves, so you may as well just sign here. And, and I wish now that I'd have gone back to Wolves and, and thought, right, well, I'm going to stick this out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it wasn't, at the end of the day, I spent 10 months at Burnley. I saw about, I saw two managers off up there. <laughs> John Benson was one, and um, an egg. God, um, he used to play for Man United at the back. You... Martin Buchan, he was a manager as well. So, right. but the the irony of it all, Tommy Doherty's sidekick, Tommy Kavanagh, yeah, came as manager. Right. So basically, Doherty had got me at Wolves, and Tommy Kavanagh was. A, and he, he wasn't playing me, no, oh. you know. So, so Tommy's I, had a word with him, hasn't he? He obviously has, yeah. So basically, yeah, I'd heard then that Sammy Chapman uh, had, had sort of been interested in me going back. And he rung me up and said, would you like to come back? I said, yeah, <laughs> I'll come back now, like, you know. And so 
Your heart was always at Molyneux. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, 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 you know, I wanted to go back to Wolves um, and, and to finish there. To be, to be fair, I didn't want to go anywhere else. You know, the club at that time. You know what the situation was with the club. Well, I mean, look, we talk about this roller coaster. Um, so yeah, so your last game was under Doherty. Uh, so you joined in, yes, November 84, Burnley. So the 82-83, we got promotion from the second division. Then 83-84, we got relegated from the top flight yeah. back to the second division. So the point I'm getting to is, you. Uh, there's only two players in Wolves history who have played in all four divisions of the Football League, which is your good self and... Uh, Paul Doherty, yeah, Pee Wee. So Pee Wee's yeah. was a bit different. He, um, he, 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 I think he was in all... He was only there three years. He played in all four divisions, three straight relegations. Thanks very much. Yourself was a bit different. So you did rejoin Wolves under Bill McGarry in December 85 um, when there was in the third division. And then your final appearance for Wolves was in the fourth division, September 1986 versus Preston at home. We won 1-0. Andy Much scored. And this is what I find fascinating now, Jeff. You've played in all four divisions for Wolves. At the start of your career, you've played with Mike Bailey, you've played with Derek Dugan, you've played with Frank Munro, and then you've gone literally right through and you've ended up playing with, with more recent players, as we can, I suppose, express them as, Andy Much. Yeah. So... Much was there. I mean, to play in all four divisions, it's bittersweet on one part. Yes, it's, it's, it's a great achievement. You know, it's an accolade, I suppose. Mm. But also, it's, um, it, it must have been sad for you to play at Wembley in front of 100,000 people... Then you're at Wolves with a, with a, with two stands open. The the club is in massive financial disarray, and you're now playing in the third and fourth division. Wow. Yeah. That's difficult. Yeah, I mean it was um, it was sad it happened. You know, I mean the ground was closed down. I mean it was a right tip, and you took your training kit home. You had to wash your training kit. You know, it was just you know it was just. Ragtag and bobtail job at the, you know at Wolves. Yeah. Um, but there was, I find it ironic really because some of the lads there, I mean, it was their chance. You know, I mean, yes. Roger Eli was there. And yeah. David Barnes was yes, there. Yes, like, yes, yes. And um, uh, Nicky Clark was there, and, and like Andy Much, and um, I think Stevie Stout. Stevie Stout was there. You know. Was it Alan Ainsco? Was he yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, he'd there have been there. Well, you know, and, and um, you, you think these players, you know, it, it was their chance, but there was just nothing going for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, results weren't going for them. No, I mean, crowds had dropped. I mean, bloody hell, I mean, they lost nearly every match that they played in, like, you know. it's. And I suppose for you, Jeff, what was it like to, you've played with Dugan, he's been, and then all of a sudden he's the chairman. Um, what 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 was that like for you? Because you know you, you've 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 been on the pitch with him, and then all yeah. of a sudden he's paying you wages effectively. Yeah, I mean, I always felt you know when I as as a young lad playing for Wolves, Doug always looked after the young kids. Yes, you know I mean, he he, he was always there to put an arm around. Because I mean, Bill McGarry was a bit of a stickler for you know he he wasn't frightened of shouting at yeah. you and giving you the barking and all this. And like the dude would be there, he'd put his arm round you, and, and you know he'd, he'd he'd help you through things. I remember him saying to me once, we was outside the ground and signing autographs and all that, and the dude came in and, and he sat down and he says, "Remember," he said, "the problems you'll get is when they stop asking you. Yeah, that's the time to worry yeah. about signing autographs." Yeah, and I always remember, you know. It don't take five seconds just to write your name on a bit of paper for somebody like yeah. that. And that was probably one of the best things that somebody ever said to me. Best bit of advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And that was to sort of keep your, your foot you know, your feet on the ground. And 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 that was the sort of guy he was. He noticed things, you know what I mean? McGarry yeah. was the same. Yes. You know what I mean? He'd put his arm round you, you know, especially if McGarry was ranting and raving at you, you know, and you'd be the only one he was ranting and raving at. Because you'd think, well, you know, what have I done? You know, but They'd go out and they'd look after you. I mean, all the senior players are saying, Derek Parkin, John McCall, Hibby, you know, they'd all put their arm around you. And I think that was one of the reasons why I think we all got on well together. Yes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and built that strong nucleus of the yeah. team. It was, yeah. And 
out the 57 managers you played under Jeff, I mean, would it be fair to say this is just an assumption that, that, that Bill McGarry, on the basis, yes, he gave you a debut and you had a lot of success under Bill, would you say Bill McGarry was, was probably the best manager or got the best out of you? And would, would it be fair to say that, that Tommy Doherty was the one you uh, you, you, you least uh, yeah, favoured? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, Bill McGarry was, um, he was a stickler. I mean, he, he really was, you know, a stickler for, for everything. I mean, he... He wasn't frightened to, to give anybody a bollocking, you know what I mean? Yes. But as you you know said, he gave me my chance in football. Yeah. You know, he. I also remember I, I went to um, a dinner at the Wolves and Bernard Shaw. I happened to be sitting next to Bernard Shaw, and um, we were talking. And Bernard said to me, "She says um, you got rid of me at the Wolves, you know." <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, sorry, Bernard's like, I'm gonna Thank put you. one on me." And he said. I remember Bill McGarry says he called me into his office one day and he said, Bernard, I'm going to let you go. He says, I've got a young fullback coming up and he's going to he's going to knock you out, you know, take yeah. your place. And he said, it was you. And I thought, oh, God. I always remember, McGarry never said anything to me like that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so he, he never built you up. No. But it was all behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny that you hear these things years, years after, like, you know. And, and to think that, he then trusted, you know, I mean, I, I, I remember going up to, we played at uh, the League Cup, first game was Halifax, played at the Shag. And on the Monday, he called me into his office, he says, um, he says, I'm going to play you tomorrow. I said, oh, right. He said, um, he says, against all my coaches' uh, advice, he says, because they say that you're not ready yet. But I've watched you. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've watched you in training. It's just, and I think you're ready. That's a fair deal. So, I mean, at least he got confidence yes. in me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and to be fair, I think it was, it was good that he told me the day before because I've then had 24 hours to sort of psych myself up. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, he said to me, don't say nothing to anybody. Yeah. You know, but you'll be playing. And I remember going up, well, it was the Shire, Halifax, I was right dump that was yeah and uh, it was just um, a mud bath but you know we won and, and you think to yourself well I think I performed okay uh, but Bill wasn't one of them to say you know well done and all that you know he just well he just walked past you basically yeah um, and that must be hard as a player well, yes yeah. football is a confidence game isn't it well, especially when you hear him saying I mean I always remember he would never shout at Waggy yeah he always used to put his arm around Waggy because yeah. he knew that if he shouted at Waggy, Waggy wouldn't play for him. So second half, Waggy would be yeah, yeah, nowhere to be seen. So he knew, and that's one thing about Bill. You know, I always remember him. He knew how to look after his players in yes. different ways. Yeah, yeah. He knew how to get the best out of players. If he thinks that I'm going to make him a better player by giving him a bollock, he, yeah, that's the way he thought. Do you know what I mean? Because did old uh, Waggy and Frank Monroe? You'd have been in the dressing room. They used to share a crafty fag at half time, didn't they? Well. Sammy always used to say, uh, the gaffer will be here in a couple of minutes. Uh, where's Waggy? Waggy knew where Waggy was. Yeah, you could see the smoke signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd always have an embassy in two matches. Yeah. You know, so he'd be in the toilets having a fag. Um, and he'd, McGarry used to come in and say, fetch him out of that toilet. <laughs> and that's the difference now, Jeff, because listen, you know the pitches, they're like billiard greens. Yeah. They, or billiard tables, I should say. Then you've got the boots are all like the balls are like everything is so different. And and you said about Halifax, then you're playing an absolute mud bath. Yeah. And 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 this is why I find it difficult to compare eras when they say, oh, you know, would this current Wolves team beat that? And my my answer is always the same to that. Could this current Wolves team or these Wolves players now play on the pitches you did with the equipment you did yeah. against the players you did with? with the tackles that were flying in? I, you know, I honestly feel that they would not be able to adapt themselves. No. I mean, like, for two games out of them 496, I played on a billiard table. Yes. And that was at Wembley. <laughs> and you won both and I, all, and I always think that we adjusted ourselves to that pitch. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So if you could we play that on every bats, week... You know, yeah. and it wasn't as if it, it was a, you know, you know, oh bloody, hell, what's balls coming straight to my feet? You know, bubbles. Oh yeah, like course, you know I mean? yeah. You know, you played at the baseball ground in Mudbass, where up to your knee. You just have to lift the ball. You can't pass it along the ground. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was just one of them things that bloody hell, Wembley, you could play. You know, knock the ball on the on the floor like it was, it was great. So I mean, we, I think we adjusted well, but whether the lads now 
would be able to adjust well, to the pitches. I don't know. Well, you see, sometimes, well, what do they do now if the grass is more than an inch tall? They, they, you know, they, they blame it on the pitch, don't they blame it on the length well, of the grass? The thing that I always, well, I find it funny that you see them watering the pitch every every yeah. time before the match at half time. And it's obviously to make the ball zip across the, yes. the ground, you know what yeah. I mean? Which, yeah. is, which invites good football. So, I mean, it's. Um, and the pitches, I mean, excellent these days. Oh, I mean, Co- Colin Brazier made a comment about the 1980 League Cup final. He was desperate to get on. Yeah, and yeah. obviously he didn't. And he said that would have suited his game perfectly because he was a ball playing, you know, he was, he a, was a yeah. footballer. Yeah. And he said, oh, you just, that was my stage. That would have yeah, been yeah. a perfect pitch to play on. I had to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, um, I know, I mean, Colin was, he was a centre, ball playing centre half. Yes. You know what I mean? And, um, and a good player, you know. But, yes. But, it's, I always thought to myself, well, Colin could adjust to different positions. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why he, he made him sub, you know, at the end of the that day. Is, he that is, that utility tag. You know, if he was, he sort of, his, knee, his legs went or something like that, he, Colin could play at the back. Yeah. In, he could play in midfield as well. He could adjust to, to uh, most positions, to be fair, Colin. But as you said, yeah, you know, I mean, it, the the, the uh, Wembley pitches, when you walked on there, you thought, if you yeah. can't play football on this, you, oh, know, you, you, play football, you better trick you know. your boots in the bin. Yeah. And um, you had a, a testimonial in 1983. Once again, that must be a huge, huge honour, Jeff, to you know, to ten years at the club. Yeah, um, I remember the dude coming up to me one day and saying, because um, he was chairman at the time, he says, "Well, by the way, uh, the club's going to give you a testimonial." You know, and I, I thought, well, you know, ten years at the club, you, th- you know, think it's there's uh, not many. Well, testimonials, they won't be having testimonials all these days. Well, listen. Because you spent two years at a football well, club, you've done well. Well, look at your stats, 496 appearances. That 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 just wouldn't, you know, it's, I can't see it happening. And, you know, and you look at Derek Park, he's 600-odd. You know, how 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 is this ever going to be beaten? You know, you can't see many players now, because if they do play two, 300 games for the club, it shows they're doing something right, and other yeah, clubs yeah. come swooping. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I all... I always used to listen to the senior players and consistency was one of the main yes. things that they kept on saying to, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't have to, you know, they always used to say, oh, oh you go out to, to in the ground on a Monday morning. How do you manage to get on the people yesterday? Like, you know, because they used to yeah. put, you know. And I always remember Derek Parkin saying, he says, if you can get six and seven, most weeks, he says, you're doing a good job. He says, because you're playing consistent football. Yeah. You know. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was just... And, and playing with other players as well, who could, who were playing consistent football, like him, he was always in front of me. You know, Stevie Daly was there. Yeah. You know, Willie Carr. You know, Mickey Bailey was there to help with Frank and John McCall. And you've got, you know, uh, a squeak at the back. You know, I mean, we got players there who were just, we were just that short. Yeah. Of making a good side, a really, really good side at Wolves. Yeah. We were only just, just shy. One player short. Yeah. And then it got too late because we were sort of getting that over the top of it, you know, and the results went, and obviously yeah. in the 80s, the, the club went and down. That, I mean, they sold Andy Gray, they give him away for a quarter of a million oh, yeah. quid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, to be fair, we didn't replace him. No. Him. You know, I mean, young Wayne Clark came in, but I mean, he wasn't the same player as Andy no. Gray. And, and listen, you know Wayne Clark was a good player, but he, yeah. he, he wasn't Andy Gray. Just a different type of player. I mean, Andy yeah. was a baby, well... Centre half knew that he was playing, you know, against because that was the way Andy played. He was a battler. Yes. Um, so um, and like then we, I think when the Duke took over, I mean it was like Graham Hawkins was the manager. Yeah. I mean we had a, I think the first game we won, I think the first game we played Blackburn. Yeah, that's right. And I, I three think two. Three two. And we had so many young players. In, I mean, I remember <laughs> up front with a lad called Billy Livingston. Yeah. Um, I think Paul Butler was on the left wing. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I think well, I think Budgie may have been in goal. Dale Rudge made his debut later that season. Yeah. So it was a, it was a young team. It was um, yeah. it, I mean, that season once again, Graham Hawkins was surprise choice. If he was still there, if he was still yes. there, I think um, there was a lad who played in midfield, Billy Kellogg. Yes. Yeah. 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 Gordon Smith. Yeah. You know, we got from Tottenham, and um, I mean, they all played um, in the first in the first division. So. Um, but we had a lot of um, youngsters. 
we got promoted that year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. and we I think that was second. against the odds. We come second. It was QPR that won the QPR league. QPR that won the league, yeah. And I, I, I yeah, I, once again, I, I spoke to Doug Hope about this, and he said, it, 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 to be honest, it started too well. And he says, when they went up, they wasn't actually properly prepared for it. No. I don't think they was expecting to go up that season. No, no. Well, and they we did. We went straight up, didn't we? And your nickname, Jeff. Um, Zico, after the famous Brazilian long-range specialist, where did you get that nickname from, Jeff? Well, I've got a sneaky feeling <laughs> that there's some some people think that well, I used to cross the ball. He wasn't too hard on one of our players. He's up to the back of the stand. But I always remember we played Burnley away. Yeah, again. And I've got it. I've got it on video. Um, we practiced honestly. We we practiced this free kick all all week. That I was going to, um, Billy Kellogg was just going to be on the ball with, with him in, yeah. and I was just going to bend this ball, whether it went in or not. It, yeah. it, it hit the back of the stand. You didn't oh, care. I didn't care. And I remember, um, it was only after about, oh God, about eight, ten minutes, something like that, I, I played a ball to John Richards, and uh, there was a guy who, uh, he, fouled, he got fouled anyway, I can't remember the guy, and Billy Kellogg says to me, it's on. Yeah. It was about 20 yards. He says, this is on, this is... Yeah. And I thought, right, I'm just going to... And I bent the ball over the top and Alan Stevenson was in goal. And he, I mean, he was clutching thin air. Just yeah, couldn't even get... Never got anywhere near him. Didn't he? He's still diving to this down there. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I still think there was some lads after after that goal went in at Burnley, they started, just like Zico used to hit him, that was. And that they, was it, and still. And that's how it stuck. Didn't you score a screamer at Spurs as well? Yeah, yeah. Seventy-three. See, these are all on YouTube, guys. You got to watch these. I mean, listen. You think Ruben Neves can hit a ball? You you watch Jeff Zico Palmer hit a ball. Um, interestingly, as well. See, look, we said your last game was in '86. Uh, six weeks later, Bully joined. I mean, literally, yeah. if you'd just been at the club a few more weeks, you'd have been you'd have been playing with Bully. Yeah. I mean, I remember Brian. Little, um, I was coaching at the time with Brian, and. Um, he got called into the office. I remember him getting called into the office, and I was in the coach's room. And I think I'm just getting the bibs and the balls ready for the, the, the training session. And he came back, and he got tears in his eyes. And I said, "What's the matter?" He said, "They've just sacked me." God. And I thought, "Dear God, who's going to take the training?" Like you. That? So I had to take the training. Oh, well, you did. Yeah. The week after, Graham T- Turner signed. Yeah. And I had a week. With Graham Turner. I didn't know that. So that's another manager. Another manager, yeah. I had a week with Graham that. Turner, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, and he was just basically... Um, and then after, like Andy Thompson and, and Stevie Ball signed and, um, well, then, the history. The, the, the revival. I mean, and I bet it was proud for you to watch on... Club legend, and you've seen... You've been on that roller coaster we spoke about all podcast, but it was then nice for you to see... Oh yeah, you know, the club, trajectory yeah. going and yeah. the you know, promotions. Was, I think you know. I, I think to watch them come back, especially like when uh, Stevie Ball and Andy March yes. and and, um, and all these lads were coming through and, and getting the results. You know, getting promoted and then getting promoted again, and then yes. obviously the Sherpa Van Trophy yes. was there in '88. So I mean, that was another thing that you know you think, well, the club is on the way back. You know, and it, it just carried on then. Didn't you? you know, I mean. Graham Taylor comes to the to the um, you know as manager Club. and you think Jack Haywood takes over you know yeah can they make it can they get there yeah. you know back to the Holy Grail yeah and then finally I think we did it well, under I, Dave Jones eventually yeah so but it mean, would have been for me it would have been nice for Graham Turner yeah yeah to have to have to have got us there I didn't know he was there under under well very briefly with, yeah, with Graham a week. Yeah. yeah, I was there for a week. And obviously Barry Powell had come back and you played with Barry in the 74 League Cup final. Barry wasn't back then when I when I, I Oh, wasn't I he? Did he come just after? Just after, Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, actually, that's right. Yeah. Flipping it. We'd have had the old 74 League Cup team still playing in flipping <laughs> 1987. Yeah. Um, after football, you, you, you pretty much turned your back on football, Jeff, in as much as uh, you became a policeman. Now, Steve Daly very cruelly deprecates you <laughs> in his after-dinner speech. And he said, obviously, when you become a policeman, it, that was the first time you'd actually stopped an attack. <laughs> I mean... Uh, every time, <laughs> every five minutes, you see, oh, you're listening to the dials, and, and he'll always say to somebody, do you know, he was a policeman. He's the only bloke who never stopped an attack. Oh, and oh, thought, here we go again. 
But um, I had um, I had chance to well, I carried on playing football, um, and I was fortunate to get picked for the British Police. Okay. So then, uh, and we played up in Scotland. And I played at Ibrox, which right. I've never done. Flipping. And I played at Celtic Park. She started as well. playing at big grounds when you so, retired. You know, I, I played at Celtic's ground, Rangers' yeah. ground, when I'd retired. And then when I went with the British police, we went over to Germany uh, to play over there. So I mean, I, I, I still Flipping. kept playing football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Much, played in more different countries as a cop. <laughs> much to the annoyance of the, my inspector, who didn't. Uh, Think that I should be playing football. All oh, right. I joined as in, uh, as a bobby. You, you want to be a bobby, like you know. But um, it was just. That, I mean, it was a big thing. In I mean, the British police. Uh, and so I mean, and I played with um, a couple of lads who played for the Villa, basically. Um, so I mean, and then I think um, after about three years, be about I'd be about thirty six, something like that. I, you know, I, I said, well, that, that's it now. I was fed up of. We used to play at Tallio, and we used to, there was a lot of the Birmingham lads. Where oh, Tallio, yeah, the All Stars have played there, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was a lot of the Birmingham lads would be in the team. Well, every time you play in a team, half our lads had locked the other team up, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so there was, so there was <laughs> a bit of rivalry, like, you know. They're, so, they're running around with their tag on. Yeah. So, and especially when they see me, my name on, and you think, oh, right, well, we're going to keep him. Oh, here we go, yeah, like, Jeff know. Palmer. And, it, and it, it, that's, it, it did happen, you know. That, you, they made it a beeline for you know. It's um, I just stick to myself. I get stuck into this, you know. Just and I, I, I had enough. Uh, to be fair, um, how long have you been in the police force, Jeff? Twenty four years. I mean, you told me an amazing story. You you said that obviously you'd go around someone's house on a Sunday. Um, their dinner would be up the wall. They'd be arguing yes. with the missus. I remember. <laughs> Great I, I, story. I, this. Is. I worked. I worked at Darleston. And it was a Sunday afternoon, it was a two, I was on a two till ten. And there was, there was only two bobbies that worked Darleston on the shift. So I mean... There's about 22 now, isn't there? <laughs> two bobbies, it was me and me and my mate. And uh, straight away we get we get in two o'clock, we get called to this house, so domestic. Right. Here we go. So anyway, we, me and my mate went in. And my mate said to me, she says, I'll have a word with the bloke. You have a word with these missus, you know. Yeah. And basically what you do, you just get, get them out of the same room, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I walked in, and as soon as I walked through the door, the guy, I could see, he, 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 I could see him thinking, I know what he's going to say, this guy, because he, he didn't say a thing, and as I said, his dinner was sliding down the wall, you know, the gravy was sliding down the wall. When <laughs> You're just putting it on the mantelpiece. And um, this guy, he's, I could see him looking at me, and me mate was saying, you know, what's going on and all this. He never said nothing, and I, could, I knew. I, I thought, he didn't say, and he, he said... It's Jeff, isn't it? I says, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, well, what are you doing here? I says, well, you don't fancy dress, you know. I'm not a kissogram. <laughs> oh, God. And I tell you, as soon he, he, he says, Jeff, and, and my mate says, I'll go with his missus. You go and have a word with him. And I sat down with this guy, and, and he, he says, I, I just come to the end of me telling me missus is playing up, and... I've had, a, I've had a couple of beers, I said, but I ain't it or nothing like that, you know. I said, look, he says, look, look, look that's what, there's me dinner, look. I said, well, what have I got to eat this afternoon? Oh, God. He says, look, I promise I won't play up. He says, well, well, you know, how long have you been in the place? And we got talk. I was that's amazing. I to him for an, half an hour. Really? Yeah. And, and he was as good as gold after that, because after about two hours, we went back to see if they were all right. Yeah. And his missus says, oh, I didn't know, you played football, you used to play football. You know, <laughs> He's a changed man now. Look at him. I mean, we, well, he was a kid, he fallen asleep. I mean, can you imagine that, you know, you, you, you're having a binding with the missus, old Bill gets called, flipping out your hero, comes through the door. I mean, he's going to shoot you That's up, right. isn't it? So many people, I mean, you know, so many people, I mean, I've been working in Warsaw, you know, and I'm, I remember we, we went to, a, there was a fight at this Indian restaurant, and I'm kidding you, this guy. Barges everywhere. He looked really small. <laughs> really? And, and this, the bloke I was working with, uh, his name was Johnny Willis, but God rest his soul, he's dead now. Like, but he just said to me, he says, make sure you stick right behind me. He says, because yeah. this guy is going to play up. Oh. And I tell you what, as soon as we went through the... See, you <laughs> Honestly. Like, his attitude to, to the police just changed, changed. straight away. Well, and, and my mate's looking around, he's like, 
Yeah, what's going on here? Like, you know. Well, hang on. If all these ex-footballers who are out of work now, who used to play for the Wolves, flipping it, get them all, get, get them all dressed please. as coppers. When there's a bit of trouble, send them in the pubs in town. Right. It'll, it'll end it straight yes. away. Yeah. Um, and the mate, my mate said to me, bloody hell, I tell you what, I didn't fancy this guy. Yeah. He, he would have been trouble. He said, I'm glad working with you. I mean, the only problem is you go into a pub and it's full of West Brom fans in it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's flip side, and I believe Jeff, I might be wrong. Uh, it's your birthday this Sunday. It is the eleventh of July. Eleventh of July, actually, the day. Hopefully, England will be in the European uh, Championship hopefully final as well. That we can win it as well. Yeah. So, do you think football's coming home, Jeff? Um, I can't see any reason why not. Um, you know, we've got um, probably. Uh, the best running, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean we could have... Got the right side of the tour, uh, right side of the fixtures, haven't we? You know, so I mean, um, we're just coming good as well, I think. Yeah. I think sometimes, I mean, I haven't agreed with, with some of the teams he's picked, but, you know, you know, they haven't let a goal in, you know. Oh, Harry Kane, sheet, five Harry games. Kane's coming as if, you know, he's, he's scored a couple of goals. Yeah. Now, hopefully we can... Um, I think we've got a good chance. We've got a really good chance. Um Especially now, I mean, it's going to be Spain or um, who's the other team we're playing in the semi final? Uh, there's, uh, is this Spain, uh, Italy, Italy, Denmark? That's it. Yeah, this the Italians look good. Yes, yeah, I do. watched them the other night and the pace they're playing at, you know, they really do look good. But, you know, I mean, we've got young kids there who um, have played in the Premiership. Yeah, you know, there's no reason why we should be. I just wish now the two games. The semi-final and the final were away. Yeah. Say in Rome. Yeah. You know, because I saw that the lads play the other night. I think there'll be more pressure on them with 60,000 fans yeah. than than if we went to Rome. Well, you've played there, haven't you? Wembley, yeah, yeah. hey, you've, you've... Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I did read a statistic, uh, easy for me to say, the other day, that I think the England side that played against, I think it was the Czech Republic, or, or yeah, the Czech Republic, I think it was, that, that was their youngest side they'd put out um, ever in a major tournament. And it, so he's relying on a young side, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I sometimes wonder about young, why doesn't young Grealish get a, a yeah. pick in the team? Because he must be thinking, you know, what have I got to do to... Because uh, yeah. I thought he had a tremendous season last year. Yeah. Um, he's he's creative footballer. He is. He will have a go at people. Yeah. You know, I mean, we might need him in and around the box. Cause he'll win free kicks. We know, yeah. you know, damn well, you've only got to knock the television and he'll fall over. <laughs> <laughs> we we can see that. And, and also, Connor Cody in the squad, I mean, that's for, yeah, for, yeah. for Wolves. He must be so proud that oh. um, he's made it, you know, because... He did have uh, his first season, you know, when we were back in the Premiership. I mean, he was outstanding. Yeah. Um, I think he sort of levelled off last season, as the team did, you know. I mean, it was a little bit disappointing towards the end. But, you know, he's been recognised and I think he's got about three or four or five caps now, you know. And he did score as well, so... Yeah, against Wales, I believe. I don't know whether he'll get in... I don't know whether he'll get in because of Maguire and Stone. It's going to be hard now, isn't it? This yeah. stage of the tournament now... It, it's going to be difficult for Gareth to change it. Well, and yeah, I mean, it, I, I think now he's going to he's st stick with his trial and trust yeah. basically. And, and is it one of your regrets, Jeff, or say regrets or disappointments perhaps that, that you know, you, you'd played, you got two caps to England under 23s in, in 74, that you perhaps could have gone on and, and yeah. played for England? I think um, after about the first two years, I think I stagnated a little bit. I just sort of, you know, I mean, I came into the first team and I was going on a high. Yeah. And then I sort of, the team sort of, we went down and, you know, you fought, you lose form. And then, you know, it was, I didn't progress as I should have done. I always remember John Barmel saying to me, you should have played for England. He said, but don't know what it was, whether you thought you'd made it or not. I didn't think I'd made, you know, yeah. I, I was trying to do my best, but, you know, I think, performances I always think that if the team do well and you're doing well you've got a very good chance that you can get picked for England or yeah. Wales wherever it is if the team's doing bad then I think sometimes you can get overlooked because there will be other players who will be playing better than yeah, you yeah. you know what I mean and I think that's what happened with me um, I stagnated a little bit um, which um, Sometimes I regret, but I wasn't aware that I was doing it. Yeah, you know of course, I mean? of course. You don't. Um, Difficult when you're in the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Jeff, what happened to all that curly, 
black dark hair and that moustache I mean when did the moustache go because well, um, I've been looking for it <laughs> I remember uh, when I was in can you still grow one uh, oh, I think so <laughs> I remember when I was at training school at Brighton in the police yeah I must have been the only bloke there that was sent to the barbers five days on the trot <laughs> sure the barber sure yeah was a Wolves fan. Right. And we used, we, used to do, we used to do a parade every morning at half past seven. You know, in your classes, you'd be marching around the bloody parade. And then the sergeant would come with his stick and he'd, he'd lift your, your, your helmet up like, you know, your hat. And he always used to come around to our class and he'd say, Palmer, barbers. Yeah, it's got to go. So I used to go to the barbers and, and he was a big Wolves fan, this guy. And he said, not again, Jeff, not again. I can't cut this. I said, I said just, little bit off yeah anyway we got uh i'm praying that did you get your hair cut well get go again tonight oh now. my god so uh, at the end i have to have it sort of yeah all gone but, but then with age um it's just disappeared now so i mean uh, it's uh so the tash ain't coming back gone. no the tash will never come back now and, and and finally jeff listen what a what a fantastic career um 16 years 490 experiences 15 goals Two league cups, four divisions, semi-finals, England under twenty-three caps, the lot, dinner up the wall. Um, if you can look back on that amazing career, and there's one moment which always brings a smile to your face, what is it? One moment. I think that there was. It was. I always remember playing. Um, my first under 23 cup we played against Wales yep it was at Ashton Gate Bristol's ground Bristol City's ground me and John Richards uh, played and I always remember Bill McGarry uh, went to watch the match and he took with him now this bloke used to play cricket a lad called Jack Flyville he used to play for Worcester yeah uh, I think they were big friends and anyway Bill McGarry brought me and John back to Wolverhampton and uh, he said to John, I always remember him saying to John, uh, I'll see you Friday, to John Richards. And he said, you, uh, I want you in my office tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. So from, we play Wednesday. I've got to go and see him on the Thursday morning, 10 o'clock. And we were playing Everton on the Saturday. And uh, I remember going there at 10 o'clock, standing outside his office door. Um, and then I heard him shout, come in now. So I now went in and he says, right, he says, um, you've been with the big boys training, haven't you? He says, the Tottenham lads and the Everton lads and the Liverpool lads. He says, they've probably told you how much they're earning as well, haven't they, and all this. He said, forget about anything that any of them said. He said, you're a Wolverhampton Wanderers player. You've got a good contract and you're playing against Everton on Saturday. He says, now, go home, get your feet up. Yeah. And keep your feet on the ground, he says, because I'm the man, he said, yeah. who will knock you off your pedestal yeah. if I see any change in you. And I always remember from that day to think that whoever, where I'd been or whatever you'd done, you keep your feet firmly on the ground yeah. because there'll be always somebody ready to knock you down. Ready to knock you off it, yeah. And that was the best bit of advice given to you and that was when you really thought... Yeah, because he was right. Yes. Because... They all, all, they all talked about what they were on and what the contracts were on yeah. and where they were going to go and, oh, I think I've got to move to so-and-so. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, was, something, I mean, it was something new to me. Of course know, it was. But, um, but I suppose in that era, Jeff, you would have... Well, Trevor Francis was there and yet he was the only one. He was quiet. Yeah. He was a quiet lad, like the, and John. And, I th you know, there was a lot of the West Ham lads, Tottenham lads, Stevie Perryman was one of them, you know. And I always remember that... that There'd always be little groups, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, you tried to get involved, but, you know, it was... And I bet you'd have played for almost nothing, wouldn't oh, you, Oh, yeah. You yeah. probably did in the, <laughs> you probably did in the late probably 80s. Probably about 100 quid a match, that's, you know... Flipping it. Yeah. I, I always remember once, <laughs> I signed a contract with Puma, and it was for 120 quid a year, and I got uh, a pair of boots yeah. and a towel. <laughs> 120 quid? 120 quid. Flipping egg. I mean, you know, you didn't need to, you yeah. know, I didn't need Bill McGarry to say to me, you know, because 
I was probably going to play against a couple of the lads with Everton. Yeah. And the one thing I wanted was because of, you know, you'd heard them talking and all. Yes. Well, bloody beat them, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, in one thing that, one good thing is that I didn't really need somebody to tell me that to get my head down because I wanted to play for Wolves. Yeah. You know, you know I, I, it was new to me to play for, in the first team, like, yes. you know. So, I wanted to stay there and that, and that, okay, he did tell me, you know, but, yeah. uh, but he was just making sure that I weren't going to get above my station, which, you know, was probably one of the best things that somebody said to me. And fair to say, Jeff, best years of your life at the Wolves? Oh, without a doubt. If somebody said to me now, would you, um, you know, would you go back to Wolves playing football? Would you have another team? No way. You know, it's, it's just a club that I supported as a kid. Yeah. And I always wanted to play for Wolves, you know, yeah. and that was one of the things. I was lucky to play so many games because I was lucky without injuries, do you know what I mean? And, yes. And, but at the end of the day, I've watched them, you know, I used to watch the Wolves coming out, you know, listening to the crowd roaring and, and, and thinking to myself, I want some of this. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I, I did get some of it. And it was. Yeah, and did you say so you used to go and watch them as a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I was probably, I think the first game I ever went to watch Wolves play, Wolves beat Man City 8-1. <laughs> Bert Troutman was in goal. Flipping heck. And Waggy played for Man City. And I, I see him now, now and again, Terry Wharton. Yeah, Terry, we've had Terry on, lovely yeah. bloke. Well, he scored two, Jimmy Murray scored, uh, Ted Farmer scored four and somebody else scored. Flipping heck. And it was 8-1 and I remember um, Dave Woodfield, who was there when I was there yeah. as well. He put Mike Summerby in the Morning New Street stand <laughs> and got sent off. That was my first game. Flipping and, and, heck. Uh, now, when do you want to play from winning 8-1? They don't do that yeah. anymore. No, it was just uh, it was just just to see the crowd and the ground itself. You think to yourself, oh, I love it here. And the first time you go out onto that pitch, you know, to play for the Wolves, you think, oh, yeah, look at this lot here. Yeah. It was great. Best, you know, feelings that you'll ever have. Wow. Well, Jeff, you've lived the dream 496 times. You've won two League Cups, two England under-23 caps, promotions, relegations, all four divisions. Absolute legend. Thank you for coming on the Wolf Whistle podcast today. Thank you for representing our club over that 16-year period and you're welcome back on this podcast anytime. Thanks, Jase. I've enjoyed it. Thank Thanks you. So Cheers, Cheers, Jeff. Mate.